Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. I'm your host, John June, and happy Monday here. <clears throat> Got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's shaking, brother? Uh, Greg, are you back with us? It sounds like you have audio. I'm back. I think I'm here, yo. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yes, sir. You know, it was it was uh, it was rough there for a second. I didn't know. I thought you fell off the train, but it seems like you got back <laughs> on. Yeah, word. Uh, I don't know what happened. To me, I'm I'm good to be back. Hopefully, I can stay. I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we went from playing where where is Greg to like really word. where where is Greg? Word facts. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Greg, I was just saying, you know, we don't want to overreact to, you know, to a lot of stuff that happens. And, you know, we spend so much time prognosticating and whatnot, um, you know, that we, you know, we really can really it really feels like a, a, a punt to the a punch to the gut when week one comes. And some of the guys that you, you know, you took high in your drafts don't perform up to snuff. Yeah, man, it's it's a tough week after week one. The the tilt is is very real. I just saw a tweet. Uh, actually, I saw a tweet where this guy had Dak Prescott on his roster, Najee Harris, Eli Mitchell, Allen Robinson. I don't know if you saw this tweet as well. T Higgins, like all on the same roster. Uh, Kyle Pitts and C D Lamb. Like, so that's that's a good. That's a if you gave me that lineup in the beginning of week one, I would have been like, oh, okay, I'm I'm I definitely have a chance. If not, I'm favored to win a matchup. But you know uh that that happens um some by injury which is you know that happens in the nfl no matter what you can't you can't predict that you can't you know call that uh and somewhere by just by bad performances week one situation um but yeah definitely don't want to overreact that's definitely not the thing we want to do here we just want we want to react we want to be able to assess what happened is it is it something that could be long term because it it could be based on the situation but for a lot of these cases you know it's the ups and downs of the season that you're going to get. And um, yeah, situations will change. A lot of these guys that are going to be up there are going to, are going to come back in week two in, in the future. Yeah. And we'll get into a lot of it, you know, as the, um, you know, as we get through the show and uh, some guys we're not going to really talk about from that perspective are these quarterback studs. <clears throat> and oh, nah. uh, <laughs> the oh, first nah. one we're going to talk about Ooh, is this guy. Patty. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get it one time, you know. Yes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, of course. 30 of 39, 360 passing yards, five passing touchdowns, no interceptions. Also added five yards rushing, 34.9 points in in your Mm. standard PPR scoring format for quarterbacks. Uh, Just a a phenomenal reminder of – To you. To me. (laughs) To me. That he's him, and I need to respect him. Uh, so, you know, it's cool. I, I do not like don't respect Patrick Mahomes. I have been on this platform before and said that he is the most gifted yeah. person I've ever seen play that position. So, I'm not. I don't think he's not talented. I think he's very good. You know, just this. You know, this team 
being unstoppable is this is the is the the narrative that I don't really agree with. <laughs> but 360 passing yards, five touchdowns, phenomenal performance, Greg. I know this one, you know, tickled your fancy. What do you have to say about Patrick Mahomes and his performance on Sunday? Hey man, this is Patty. You know, uh, it doesn't matter when you're as gifted as you say. I agree. He's probably the, the best. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen in my lifetime. It doesn't matter who's around you. He's going to be able to elevate. That's that's the the elevation element that only you know very very few people can do. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you have Andy Reid too. The coach system is just perfect for him as well. Uh, and now he just has so many weapons. Like he has the McCall Harmons. Uh, Clyde Edwards already off the backfield. Um, just, yeah, Travis Kelsey as normal. Um, definitely going to be able to spread the ball out a lot this year, uh, which would be nice for, for them as a team as a whole. Definitely nice. I mean, if you watched the broadcast, all you you probably heard that some guy named Tyreek Hill no longer plays for the Kansas City Chiefs and how Patrick Mahomes would be just fine without him because it seemed to be all that they would ever talk about every time <laughs> he dropped back to pass it was like well guess he doesn't need Tyreek Hill <laughs> that's it it's been the talk of the entire day for Patrick Mahomes like yeah I mean and then uh, Ryan Clark from ESPN had him actually a good point you know they can both exist like Tua can be great with Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes can be fine without Tyreek Hill correct I totally agree with that statement um moving on to the QB2 on the week, and we kind of talked about this guy already, but it was Josh Allen. I mean, we got to give him his dues. 26 and 31, 297 passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, 10 carries, 56 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown, 31.48 fantasy points there. Um, if you went into, you know, after the end of the Thursday night, you had Josh Allen, you know, you probably felt really good about your chances of, of winning your matchup. I know. In the you know the two leagues I have Josh Allen I I did so I felt really good about it. Um, but Greg, what you know you, you know we talked about this one, but your thoughts on uh, Josh Allen here? Yeah, just adding on how impressive it was of a of a start, and to mention that they had about three turnovers in that first half. Uh, they so they lost three possessions on that team, and he still ended up with a monster day. Like that's that just shows that you know if they have a better game offensively, that's not his cap. He can get better than this. Uh, so. Yeah, Josh Allen, the sky's the limit. Agreed there. Um, moving on to the quarterback three on the week. And tell me if you saw this one coming. That'd be this guy, Carson Wentz. 27 of 41, 313 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Also added 12 rushing yards, 27.72 fantasy points in standard quarterback scoring. Greg, your thoughts on this performance here by Carson Wentz? Yeah, love, definitely love the 41 pass attempts. You know, that's that's good for uh, a lot of pieces on the commanders uh, and, you know, what they can do. I mean, he got it to a lot of pieces. Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Antonio uh, Gibson out there showing his wide receiver skills, uh, for his previous wide receiver skills out there. Uh, so, yeah, it uh, definitely gives life to people around him. So I'm happy about that. And his game was great. Um, so I, I like the fact that, you know, he's going to get a lot of shot, more shots down the field. Um, and that's going to be important in this offense. Most definitely for sure. Um, you know, this game, I think did we get the, let me check the 28, 22. 
2022. I think that we hit the over there. Nope. Oh, yeah, we did. We did because it was 50. Nice. Yep. Nice. So, uh, you know, pending Monday Night Football, I went uh, nine and nine and seven. No, nine and five. Or, sorry, can't do math right now. Nine and six against the total. Eight and eight and uh five eight and seven against the spreads and the eight and seven on the outright winners, but would have been easy nine and six if I just took Patrick Mahomes. But anyways, um <laughs> quarterback studs rounding out the rest of those guys. Uh Greg's quarterback start of the week, Jalen Hurts coming in as the quarterback four. Oh, thank you. That's nice, nice. <laughs> Justin Herbert coming in at five. Jameis Winston, our collective quarterback. Let's go. Okay. Tyler <laughs> uh, Murray coming in at seven. Eight. Marcus Mariota, nine. Ryan Tannehill, 10. And Kirk Cousins coming in at 11. And Joe Burrow rounding it out as the QB 12. Greg, any of these performances in this top 12 here really catch your eye or stick out to you? Um, definitely, you know, Jalen Hurst and James Wilson doing what they got to do. I mean, especially with those effects, it just makes you feel a little better about, uh, those picks. Um, Kirk Cousins always finishing as a QB one need to, you know, give him his respect as a, as a QB one in fantasy for sure. Uh, especially with that man, Jay Jeff. And, um, yeah, the fact that Joe Burrow had so many turnovers and still finished as, right around there is, is definitely impressive. Yeah, it's a constant reminder of why when you are watching quarterbacks, you don't freak out. Um, yeah. You know, because that yeah. stat line could very, very quickly change. Um, You know, I was watching this game. Joe Burrow, I think I had ranked as like the quarterback 10 on the week, and I was watching the start of this game, and I was just like, wow, can't believe I ranked him so high, you know? like. <laughs> And they should have they should won. He had he gave him a chance. Crazy. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, right? The guy that you don't talk about unless you 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 know you have to talk about him is the long snapper. And the Cincinnati Bengals long snapper tore his bicep apparently in this game. And That's why them snaps are so off. Oh man, yo. And so you know what happens in that situation, Greg, is they start going around and they ask, okay, who who's long snapped before, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you get some guy who's long snapped in like high school or college, maybe if you're lucky. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh brutal. It's those, those small little things that, that lead to wins and losses in the NFL. Right. So crazy True. stuff. Um, But some honorable mentions, you know, Baker Mayfield, we said we wouldn't touch him, but you know, Came through with a rushing touchdown to finish as the quarterback 13, Daniel Jones. Um, I mean, I don't even know how he finished as the quarterback 14. Like, this stat line is – is this true? Okay, no, sorry. I, I saw his I saw his completion percentage and thought that it was his, his yardage total. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, okay. yeah. I mean, he did throw the long touchdown pass to Sterling Shepard. That definitely helped his – uh yardage yeah he had 188 yards passing two touch two passing touchdowns yeah. at five yards rushing so 
Um, and then Jared Goff coming in at 15. Uh, and Davis Mills, you know, coming up against uh, the Colts. Again, not looking to play him that week, you know, in this particular matchup. But I think in future matchups, he's a guy that will be streaming for sure um, as, the, as these weeks come on. Um, yeah, he finished higher than two in Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Trevor Lawrence, uh, he was my starter. <laughs> it's a great segue. Great segue. Great segue to end up on the Jags list. Not because he plays for the Jags. Be- because if you haven't watched us before, just the guys, those guys that you could have gone to the waiver wire, started like Davis Mills, and they would have been better. Baker Mayfield, he was a guy we talked about. Yep. You started him. Would been- Marcus Mariota, widely available. Had you started him, right. you would have been better off than starting just a guy like Trevor Lawrence here, um, who was my start of the week. But again, if you watch this game, I actually don't feel terrible about it because he, he attempted 42 pass attempts. He had over 200 and I think it was like 270 passing yards or something, something like that. Um, but had some dropped touchdown passes. There were some drives that they couldn't convert. Uh, and so that, you know, there was a, I think you were watching, if you were watching red zone, the Jags made it down to the red zone like four times and yeah, they couldn't, I was always watching. Yeah. Get points. So, um, don't feel completely terrible. You know, the, the result wasn't great, but I, the process was there. And, and so I, you know, sucks to be wrong. I'll be wrong about things. Be right about things too. But that one, that one hurt, especially because I'll tell you why. And I told Greg this before we jumped on air. I don't just come on here and say Trevor Lawrence start of the week and then go back about my business and doing my own stuff. Like I think <laughs> Trevor Lawrence over Russell Wilson, who <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. It's a two quarterback league, you know, started Kyler Murray. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna start. Trevor Lawrence, I, I want this uh, this upside. I, I feel the matchup is great, and I went with it. So happens, you know. I started Trey Lance over 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 Jameis in the two quarterback league. Uh, definitely should you know listen to you know paying attention to the weather alerts. That definitely take away from this. Uh, always yeah, pay attention when John is uh, saying those tickers. Uh, the, how the weather's <laughs> going to be, and if it's in the dome or not, it's important. <laughs> the rain came like crazy out of nowhere though, like hours leading up, and then I was like, oh man. I mean, if you are a day one, then you will know that we did not always talk about the weather on this show. No, no. But there was a week, and I don't know if you remember it, Greg, but there was a week. Uh, I think Deshaun had played against Cleveland. Like Houston played the, the Browns and Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. like played in a monsoon. And there was like a lot of hurricanes and like a lot of like bad weather games. And I remember all the analysis being like completely off. <laughs> because of this and now we get weather reports so there you go <laughs> uh always trying to get better always trying to evolve uh sort of like trey lance is trying to do with every start that he takes and so mm-hmm. you know he definitely was somebody that i mean i said it like i'm i'm not gonna play Trey. like i don't want to play trey lance this week right like if i have kirk cousins i'm gonna play kirk cousins over trey lance right like there, it was the combination of the weather. It was the fact that this game was going to be low scoring. Um, so, yeah, I, I think better days are definitely ahead for Trey Lance for sure. 
I just think that given the situation that they were in on on Sunday, it was it was not ideal. Um, other guys that didn't come through, Tom Brady, you know, was another guy that I had I had mentioned. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was another guy that I know we both mentioned. Uh, Dak Prescott was a guy that I know I said he was a good play. Like I thought objectively, he was definitely a good play given the, the game script. He was a terrible play even before the injury. Like, you couldn't even like before the injury. He, he, like you could say, oh, if you didn't watch the game, you're like, oh, Dak got hurt. That's why he put up four point nine. It's like no, Dak put up four point nine because like the, the the Cowboys sucked. For- yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he he is my QB bust of the year, but I didn't I didn't expect this for sure. Didn't expect the. Uh, single digits and yeah they just couldn't move the ball on the outside now the old line is you know it's gonna suffer a little bit and yeah the running game didn't yeah all facets they were just not good yeah it turns out that Dak prescott's out for six to eight weeks i mean we've got a bunch of other injuries as well which you know we'll get into them as as the show goes on but you know for those that are watching on youtube twitter twitch we do have graphics that are updated for things such as this. So you'll see Dak Prescott's out six to eight weeks and all these other injuries that are of the week that are going on the bottom ticker here. Um, and yeah, obviously, like I said, we'll discuss them as we get further into the show. But moving on to, I mean, Greg, did you want to get any any other Jags? I don't know. No, I have Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford both on this list, but. Yeah, Derek Carr had a chance to be be great, but he always those those key picks that you just like ah Derek Carr is <laughs> every time. I'm so, I'm so glad I didn't make him my start of the week. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered, but because I made Trevor Lawrence, but I guess it did, ultimately didn't matter. So yeah. it doesn't matter. At least another effect. At least effect, Devontae. That's all that matters. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Not. Uh, moving on to these running back studs. Crazy. The uh, number one running back on the week. It's a guy I know you're familiar with, Greg. Saquon 20, Barkley. 2019, yo. <laughs> 18 carries, 164 yards, one touchdown, averaged 9.1 yards per carry in this game, had six receptions on seven targets for 30 yards, 33.4 PPR points. You say 2019 Saquon Barkley, Greg. I counter. That 2019 Saquon Barkley would not have been caught from behind. So oh, true. <laughs> You're right on that. Yeah, yeah. The one where the guy fumbled it from bounced it off from outside. Two of them actually. Two yeah, long he got runs. Twice. He got caught. You're right. Ah, uh, but uh, yeah, great performance by Saquon <laughs> Barkley. He did carry the team to a win, actually, man. You talk about how Daniel Jones got those numbers. It seemed like it was all Saquon, uh, especially after Daniel Jones threw that interception in the red zone. He thought it was over, uh, but Saquon was able to, you know get it back down the field for them, get the two-point conversion when they shouldn't have got that two-point conversion to begin with. Uh, yeah, it was it was an excellent game by him. Just a, a great football game all around. Saquon, good to see him back. And, yeah, he'll, he'll continue to, I think, definitely de- get better and stronger throughout, throughout the year. Yeah, most definitely. I, I, You know, he was a guy that I was probably too high on last year. Um, you know, this year I think I had him as RB10 or so coming into the year. Uh, this week, though, I, and I know you 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 were banging the, the drum for him this week too, Greg. He was somebody that you know we both we both really liked uh, this week, uh, and to, I think this new look Giants under Brian Dayball they're gonna feed him. I mean, mm-hmm. 
My man had 25 opportunities in this one. Love it. Like, oh, you know, almost 200 yards from scrimmage. I mean, that's the Saquon that we're used to seeing, right? Like, for sure. Um, the RB2 on the week, I mean, this was, this was a given. Jonathan oh, no. Taylor, JT. <laughs> yes, sir. The, the, the part that's awesome to me here, 31 attempts, 161 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. Seven seven targets. targets. That's that's <laughs> 14 yards in the past game. Who cares? But four receptions on 14 yards, right? That's this 38 opportunities. 38 for Jonathan Taylor. 27 and a half PPR points. Greg, speak to it. Uh, I don't even know what to say, man. It's just insane. Like he's getting the seven carry, seven targets on top of the 31. Rushing attempts, uh, it's like, oh man, he's he's the, it's the they just are deciding to give it to him, uh, the ball and let him you know eat in, in any way possible. Uh, just even if it was 14 yards, yeah, you get the extra four points right on top of that in PPR leagues. Like that's the difference between like a you know getting a, a 40 point day almost because he's gonna have games where he gets multiple touchdowns. Uh, yeah, man, this is why you drafted the number one overall without a doubt. Uh, JT, man, it's gonna just keep on rolling. Yeah, no, he's definitely going to, you know, keep on rolling for sure. Uh, that volume is great to see. Uh, the pass game usage is great to see. I mean, again, this is a guy that he's in his prime right now. So, you know, just continuing to just, yeah. you know, use up all that, that uh, you know, soak up all those fancy points that he's scoring for these next – these next Derrick Henry stat line with seven targets. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the RB3 on the week – was a guy that, you know, I definitely was 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 about was my start of the week. Uh, DeAndre, sure. yeah. uh, DeAndre Swift came in, fifteen carries, one hundred forty four rushing yards, one rushing touchdown there, three targets for three receptions, thirty one receiving yards, twenty six and a half PPR points there. Greg, your thoughts on the performance by Swift? Yeah, those are. Uh two rushing touchdowns that Jamal Williams had, like every, the play before both of those was a huge DeAndre Swift run. Like he got him down there uh, both times. Like he's been, had a great big play activity last night. I mean, yesterday. Uh, so you love to see it and you love to see, you know, him have success on the ground game. Uh, they always, you know, the one weakness people always say about Swift is that he's not a very good pure rusher. For him to get 15 carries and get 144 on, on uh, out of 15 carries is great. Uh, Cause you know, the, the targets are going to come. So that's just added bonus for DeAndre Swift. Yeah, he he was killing them in in the long runs, um, just kind of gashing them for plays. It was frustrating as a Swift manager, uh, and him being my start of the week there to watch Jamal Williams come yeah. in and get these. Yeah, the, these like a play after, man. Yeah, we're not. I know. I know. <laughs> it was I mean, so it was it, it was definitely harsh to watch, but you know yeah. Swift. I mean, there'll be more of those opportunities. Like you said, I want to see more involvement in the past game. Uh, you know, this guy should definitely continue to uh, live up to the the draft status that you have for him. Yes, sir. Uh, got a question here from Z Smitty. Says, should I feel comfortable dropping Gallup or Ayuk for Garrett Wilson, Robbie Anderson, Dotson, or DJ Shark? Uh I well, I'm going to answer this question in two ways. 
Uh, a, I, I'm not going to overreact on Ayuk. I think everything that happened in that game uh, with Trey Lance and the weather, you kind of have to throw out. Um, you know, that's not a data point that you can really gather much information from. Um, but I'll also answer that question by saying that just depending on your league, you know, if it's a 10-team league or a 12-team league, and how many wide receivers you have to start that you could get away with just cycling through these same group of five guys for a few weeks on waivers, like, and start whoever has the best matchup until you essentially land on a guy. But I don't know how you would approach that, Greg. Yeah, I agree with you, Ayuk. I wouldn't say necessarily he's a drop candidate yet. Um, if I'm going to drop someone – it would be Gallup if you're like, especially if you have IR spots or limited in the the injury department or bench. Um, he's not coming back for a couple more weeks. The Cowboys just lost Dak Prescott. Like his value automatically just went down and he's not even back on the field yet. So if I'm going to drop someone, it would be Gallup for, yeah, one, one of these guys. I think all these guys are in that, that wide receiver three territory right now uh, with, you know, Dotson having some upside. Anderson, Robbie Anderson could have some upside as well. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, but you, yeah, hold him definitely. Yeah, I would, I would hold Ayuk. I, 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 I didn't even realize that Gallup was it was Gallup or Ayuk. Uh, so yeah, I would yeah. drop Gallup because, like you said, the yeah. situation he's coming back to. Like, what is he really coming back to? Yeah. You want Word. to invest in that offense? So, and then you, I mean, it seems like to me like you need guys. I mean, you have Chase. You have Juju, um, but Godwin's injured. Hopkins is suspended. So, to me, I think I would take a shot on Dotson. I mean, I know he was somebody that was high on going into the week, but I think he's got the clearest path to targets um, and opportunities. Uh, you know, Robbie Anderson, I mean, yes, he has a clear path for sure, uh, but I, I think Dotson probably has more upside because Robbie Anderson, uh, I don't know, maybe not. I go, I go back and forth. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, yeah, yeah, I think you can go. Um, you can go back and forth on it because every argument yeah. you can make against Robbie Anderson, you can make against Jahan Dotson and vice versa. So I, I, I think it would be a matchup-based thing for me, um, especially with the being a shallow league, yeah. 10 minutes. I'm assuming they're probably only starting two wide receivers and maybe a flex. Um. I would just I would drop I would start Chase. I mean, hopefully you're strong at running back. I would start Chase, drop Gallup, and then you know grab which one of these wide receivers have the best matchup going in going in a week two. I agree. I in, in a bit and so that that does help. I didn't catch that, Greg. Sorry. Washington's got Detroit. There you go. So, I mean, if you stick around for waivers, Greg will break down all of the, the waiver wire stuff for us here. But um, let's move on through these running backs. And so sure. the uh, we were finished. We left off with DeAndre Swift. So I'm rounding out these top 12 running backs here. Uh, five, Clyde edwards Lair six, Dontrell Hayward, seven, Joe Mixon, eight. AJ Dillon nine, Antonio Gibson ten, Alan or James Robinson eleven, and Miles Sanders coming in as the RB twelve. Greg, any of these guys 
stick out to you in the top 12? Uh, definitely Clyde. I mean, that's definitely a, a really good bounce back performance for him and starting the season strong. Uh, and Antonio Gibson, for sure, that you, you're happy to see that, especially his pass game activity. Uh, that could bring back a lot of good value to him um, uh, that, you know, we wanted, you know, the last couple of years because uh, he did play wide receiver and he has those skills for sure. Uh, and, and Miles Sanders, for sure, as well, um, getting, you know, one of his best weeks in a while. Uh, he scored a touchdown, which he hasn't done in a very long time. So um, this could be uh, some a beginning for a, a strong RB2 year for Miles Sanders. Definitely, yeah. I, I, it, you know, James Robinson coming back, his first game from the torn Achilles, you know, landing in the top 12, I mean, you know, it was a, a good week. And he was mainly the guy there in terms of the running yeah. back usage. And opportunities um aj dylan i mean that's a guy that you know I, you know i've been talking about you know ad nauseum here on the show um <laughs> you know he was my my running back he's not my guy yeah aj dylan was my my guy um but yeah so uh definitely love that there uh starting out early uh and then some honorable mentions there man you know michael carter uh, yep. Coming in through in PPR format, 17 PPR points, the RB13, James Conner as well. Uh, Leonard Fournette, who, like, ran his tail off against the uh... – Yeah. <laughs> Leonard Fournette and Nick Chubb, by the way, like, yeah. absolute monsters. They they each scored over 15 PPR points and each only had – well, Nick Chubb had one reception – Leonard Fournette had two, 10 yards. Neither had a touchdown. (laughs) Like crazy. That's just like rushing right there. Rushing. Um, so standard scoring, they're probably great. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then that, that's pretty much it. Oh, Rex Burke had coming through finishing as an RB two man. that was big time. Yeah. We definitely set the slow, slow the brakes on, uh, uh, Pierce for a little bit, yeah, because Rex Burkett yeah. is, is always involved. Speaking of Damian Pierce, he ends <laughs> up in the running backs, the, the Jag section of the running backs. Um, there's just the guys. Uh, I mean, he wasn't, I mean, he's definitely one of the guys that you, I mean, depending on where you got him, he was, yeah, you fired depending on when you drafted, <laughs> right? If you drafted in like July, August, you probably are feeling, you don't, right. he's probably sitting on your bench. Yeah. You know, but if you drafted, I don't know, last week, <laughs> ADP was flying. Um, but anyway, so uh, the rest of these Jags here: Aaron Jones, uh, Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, Mike Davis, Brees Hall, Edmonds, Alvin Kamara, who's Greg Star of the Week, uh, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry. Derek Henry. Oh, David man. Montgomery. It was a bad running back week, uh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, of these guys, are you concerned? You know, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, you know, probably what's your concern level there with those guys? Uh, not concerned at all. I think the only running back uh, that you drafted in, like, the first three rounds, four rounds that I'm worried about is Zeke. Um, especially because, yeah, I don't know. Just this, of course, the situation is not going to help Dak being out. Uh, that brings down everyone, and he was already a 
you know, already almost splitting time with uh, Tony Pollard as far as touches and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, he's in that becoming more of a low-B RB2 uh, than kind of that strong RB2 that you, you wanted that you drafting. Yeah, I mean, I think you could just – I think, you you know, you you just say it, Greg. He's, he's like an RB3 at that point, right? He's an RB3 flex. That's what he was last time. <laughs> we, we, we've watched this story before. Like, we've seen this movie. It was not that long ago, right? Like, Crazy. it was. It this did not end well. So, uh, yeah, I I would be very be trying to sell my Zeke shares if I could. Um. Yeah, I mean Austin Eckler, not concerned with him. Derrick Henry, not concerned with him either. I mean Brees Hall, if you drafted him highly, you kind of. I mean, we 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 said that this would probably happen. So yeah, Michael uh, Carter's a play, and he ended up actually having a great a good day. Yeah. So uh, Josh Jacobs, that's one that I I don't know how much Josh Jacobs you have, Greg. I have zero. Um, nah, zero. But yeah. He is not somebody that you know. I think we were targeting mainly because we knew that Josh McDaniels was going to come in and make this a committee, and so we saw Brandon Bolden, we saw Josh Jacobs. Uh, we we did not see Amir Abdullah, so he also ends up on this list and dropped from my rosters. So both Patriots um, running backs too. Yeah, both Patriots running back game was ugly though. That game was yeah. ugly. So yeah, it was just not a good game. Um for for the for the Patriots. But right. I feel like somebody here knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get that one in because I've just <laughs> this this whole idea of putting Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator is just mind blowing. Yeah, that is wild. That is wild. So I I just I'm gonna keep I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep taking my shots on it until <laughs> something happens that makes me change my mind. But yeah, uh, moving on to these wide receiver studs, and I don't know, man. There's this guy. He's pretty good in Minnesota playing wide receiver. His name is Justin Jefferson. Nine catches, 11 targets, 184 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 39.4 PPR points. Greg, what do you have to say about the man known as Justin Jefferson? It just felt like he was – I haven't seen someone that open since Cooper Cup. Usually Cooper Cup is the only man I see – that open on these routes, he was so open on a lot of them, just creating separation at the line. Uh, it didn't matter. He was uncoverable. Uh, I, I would have started triple team at some point. It just seemed like he cannot be stopped. And then Kirk Cousins got it to him every time. Uh, 180. I thought he was going to have 200 easy because he had the 150 by like half. So thought that that was going to be one of those insane days. Um, but yeah, this is something we expected. We, you know, we both have him out as our number one receiver. Like he is a fantasy changer. He wins games for people uh he's like up there with you know the Mahomes as far as a fantasy impact to a team where he can he can change wins to lo- losses to wins every time or wins to losses for other people are you Scott Hansen over there the witching hour, <laughs> the witching hour yo <laughs> yo the moment he said that too all the games went crazy too yo it was wild yeah he says it every he says it every I know week. I know, I know. It just it gets crazy. All the kickers just started getting. It seemed like they were witch, the kickers. <laughs> oh man. 
Um, all right, let's let's yeah, Justin Jefferson, he was great. He was fantastic. I mean, like you said, he was wide open, and like you said, it was similar to Cooper Cup. Like, you know, everybody everybody knows. I don't have to say like, oh, I was the one that said it, but everybody knows that Kevin O'Connell is with the is with the Vikings, was with the Rams. Like this was kind of happened. And uh yeah, we're all witnesses. It's great to see. I mean, he's gonna put Beautiful. up similar production to what Cooper Cup did last year, and it's gonna be fantastic. Um just pray to God you stay healthy. He only had um, eleven targets, like it's crazy. I mean, imagine if Green Bay made it a game. Like <laughs> oh. oh yeah, you're right. Yo. <laughs> Oh man, did there was an interesting quote from Jair Alexander though? Don't know if you saw that. Um, no, I did not. They asked why he he didn't follow him like Justin Jefferson, and he said, "Anybody who watches me play knows that that's my that's the way I play. That's my style of play, or that's what I would have wanted." But it's at the it's like the end of the day, it's not my decision. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. So. Probably calling out the uh, defensive game plan a little bit. Um, I mean, to be honest, it's like a like a DFS player. That was like the only thing that I was the only reason in my mind I could not play Jefferson Jefferson. I mean, I played Justin Jefferson, but like the only reason it's I not a lot of shadows in the league anymore though. In general, it's not how it used to be, man. The islands are not there, yo. <laughs> I mean, we still got a few, man. I mean, so, we, got got 30, few. we got a few. We got a few, like the Marshawn Lattimore's of the world, and and the uh, you know Denzel Ward, and you know there's there's a few, there's a few. We'll see, we'll see. You know, it's one game, one week. Let's let's see more football get played. Nah, nah, nah. Jay Jeff is about to do this every week, though. Oh, every week. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not concerned about Jay Jeff. I'm just talking about everybody else. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, the wide receiver two on the week, Cooper Cup. We talked about this the other day, but 13 catches, 15 targets, 128 receiving yards, one touchdown reception, 31.8 PPR points. Greg, anything else to add on Cooper Cup's fantastic week one? No, yeah, this is what I expected. I mean, one and two, that's that's the start of week one, and the preseason one and two, that's 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 lovely right there. That's how you. That's how you want it. Uh, the stars do to do what they have to do, and yeah, he's 15 targets. That's that's normal for Cooper Cup at this point. Most definitely. And then at wide receiver, three on the week, Devonte Adams, 10 receptions, 17 targets, 141 receiving yards, one touchdown reception, 30.1 PPR points on the week. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by the one of the best receivers in football. Devontae, I mean, just does every time. One of my favorite receivers to watch. 17 targets, got the most out of the three of them. So, oh, man, it's just – these monsters all year. He's also a different man, difference maker. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he uh, was just a target vacuum at one point. I think Hunter Renfro and, and uh, Darren Waller had six apiece. So, it was just – <laughs> All day to Devontae. All day. <laughs> um, and then rounding out the wide receiver position, Jamar Chase comes in at four. Michael Pittman comes in at five. Stefan Diggs, six. AJ Brown, seven. Michael Thomas comes in at eight. 
Devin Duvernay, 9. Robbie Anderson, 10. Amon Ross St. Brown, 11. And Curtis Samuel, 12. I know Greg is loving it. His my guy, Michael Pittman, coming in at 5. And his breakout, Amon Ross St. Brown, coming in at 11. Greg, which of these performances, I mean, of course, along with those two, stuck out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I love the names that are in here. Stefan Diggs showed out, like, the big-time names, A.J. Brown, the ones you drafted in the, the first couple of rounds are here. Jamar Chase, uh, yeah, and, oh, man, Amon Ra and Michael Pittman. Yeah, those those two are definitely young stars in this game at the wide position. Uh, and Gabe Davis, uh, good to see him up there as well, close to that, I don't imagine. Yeah, he came in at 13. I mean, the one that sticks out to me, man, Michael Thomas, man, coming as a wide receiver Ooh. at eight, right? Ooh. Like, I know he's a guy that, I have a I have a decent amount of Michael Thomas um, just across different leagues, and just to see that performance, to see it come through, the value that we were getting on him was just really really good there. So love that. Um, yeah, and another honorable mention his teammate Jarvis Landry, who you were all about. I was like, I don't know, I don't want to play Jarvis, but you know, you you like to play Jarvis. I like to go play those those high upside guys, but. Jarvis came through, man. Seven catches on nine nine targets, 114 yards. Um, definitely came through. Another guy, you know I got to talk about it. <laughs> Jahan Dotson, two touchdown receptions, finished as a wide receiver, 16, tied with Tyreek Hill there, scoring 18 PPR points. Um, you know, like I said, three catches, 40 yards, two touchdown receptions. Love that performance by him. And, like I said on Saturday, was it Saturday? No, it was Thursday. Greg's going to talk about him later. So anyway, uh, moving on, <laughs> uh, moving on. Any other any other honorable mentions here, Greg? Um, no. Nah, I mean that was pretty uh, the Waddle man. You know, Jalen Waddle out here, yes, doing he got to do. Uh, yeah. So that, that was good to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely love that. Um, and then yeah. Marquise Brown, he was start of the week for me. Um. He was underwhelming. Got out targeted by Greg Dortch. <laughs> we did, we did bring up... Oh, Terry McLaurin, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, obviously 26 nine would be like upset yeah, about, but like yeah. I mean, yeah, you you, you, you when you made him your start of the week, you weren't like wide nah. receiver twenty six. No, 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 yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think, you know, I'll throw my wide receiver start of the week in this bucket too. Cause I mean, he was kind of a jack, right? Like if you could start Sher- Sterling Shepard, Deandre Carter, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, like Robbie Anderson, Devin Duvernay, if you can start these guys <laughs> over Hollywood Brown, I'm going to call you a jack. I'm sorry. That's what it is. Marquise. Marquise, we're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any other any other Jags that stick out to you, Greg? Uh, I mean, my wide receiver bust of the year, DJ Moore. Uh, yeah, definitely doesn't help. Elijah um, Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore. Uh, Darnell uh, Mooney, Brandon Ayuk. I know T. Higgins got injured, so uh, yeah. that was one. Uh, C.D. Lamb. Again, we could blame the Dak injury, but it was not the Dak injury. Like, my man had twelve Did, targets. Yeah, like that's true. had a couple of drops too. Yeah, it was it was not good. And then Mike Williams, uh, who you know, people were asking where he was 
if he was invisible and if he still played for the Chargers. <laughs> Keenan Allen's injured. Not Especially playing. with Keenan Allen hurt, yeah, yeah, word. Hunter but, Renfro as well. Hunter Renfro for sure, yeah. Uh, I was, I said he was a top ten play. Guess not. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much. I mean, wide receivers is there's always going to be a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, I think. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention on honorable mentions Christian Kirk because I don't want that one to go unnoticed. I'm sure. I don't know if he's a guy we're bringing up later, but twelve targets. Um. 12 targets, six catches, 117 yards. He's somebody that definitely is is uh is you know some someone we should pay attention to if if we're not. Uh tight end studs. And is there any surprise, Greg, who the tight end one is? Any no. shock? No, no, none whatsoever. Travis Kelsey, eight catches, nine targets, 121 receiving yards, one touchdown reception, 26.1 PPR points there. Thoughts, Greg? I mean, I mean, when Pat Mahomes is going to be one, especially this year, Travis Kelsey's probably going to be one with him uh, at his position. Um, I don't. This, this, I feel like this is a broken record. We've done tied in one Travis Kelsey uh, on these rankings so many times. Like, I, there's nothing more I can say about him. He, he's a man, man. He, he does what he has to do every week for the people. That we, we took one him. every year. We took a we took a break last year a little bit. You know, Mark Andrews was going through his tear. True, true, true. Um, but for the years prior, since we've been doing this show, it's been every week coming on here when we do this tight end segment, <laughs> talking about how great Travis Kelsey is. Like every week, to yeah. the point where if he finished like the tight end three or four, we would be like, whoa, whoa. Like he should be on the Jaguars because his standard is higher than every other tight end, right? He should be the tight end one. So, um, yeah, and the gap I mean, is crazy. Like, oh, I mean, just and then when you when you think about like, okay, the tight end two, OJ Howard. What it was his day like? Uh, let's see, two targets, two <laughs> catches. 38 yards and two touchdowns, 17.8 PPR points. Greg, are you going to pick up OJ Howard and start him next week? If I'm in like a 16 or 18 team league, maybe. I mean, I could make the argument I'm dropping Mike Kosecki for him or like Irv Smith. So, like, you know. Oh, um, I know this guy might get picked up. In some leagues, it's Taysom Hill. <laughs> one reception, one target, two yards. But that's not what Taysom Hill does best. Four carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown, 15.3 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance by Taysom Hill? For Alvin Kamara, uh, I like guys are just, you know, always going crazy, man. This is <laughs> He definitely still a lot of rushing and stats from him, but yeah, Taysom Hill, it's just always tough when when is that game to start him. But, like, in Dynasty, I think I'm going to just start playing him now. It's like, I don't know why, what I'm doing. Like, he's just got to – he's just a guy that could just explode anytime. But, yeah, I mean, he's, like, one of the worst people that, like to ha- in fantasy, like, to have in fantasy because you don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, and you're not going to – when it doesn't happen, you're just going to be so upset that you started, like, a guy that got, like, doesn't play that many snaps. But, like, it's just such a good gadget player. Yeah, it's tough, man, because but his upside is like different than a lot of other tight ends upside. Yeah. 
because he'd be great for best ball. He's yeah, he'd be great for best ball for sure. But just from a season long perspective, like if you don't have a tight end that you are like that you want a roster, like and hear me out, just hear me out, hear me out. What if you roster Taysom Hill as a second tight end, right? Like where you you know maybe you'll play Taysom Hill if you think the Saints are going to be up big, mm-hmm. you know, like they're going to score a lot of points, and you're like, all right, well Taysom Hill, I could start him in those situations. But if there's a, there's a, like basically if there's a streaming option available that's in a good matchup, stream them. If not, play Taysom Hill because the upside. I agree with Taysom- Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is this week though. I agree with you on that. For sure, but here, here, this last point though. <laughs> if Jameis Winston were to get injured, because mm-hmm. my my brain was going through this on Sunday when Jameis got hurt, he did. It's like okay, Andy Dalton's going to become the quarterback. That means I feel like the usage of these Taysom Hill packages may go up. I don't know, but he's kind of got this built-in upside where now you you could have the potential quarterback or backup quarterback or you know in your tight end spot so it's just something to think about if you have yeah. a deep roster in a deep league and you're in trouble at yeah. Tight end. yeah um moving on to the rest of the, the tight end studs uh gerald Everett comes in at four dalton schultz five pat fryermuth six darren waller my tight end star of the week i'm gonna call you a jag though uh, tight end seven, Zach Ertz, tight end eight, Tyler Conklin, my stream of the week, tight end tied with, with uh, Zach Ertz for tight end eight, Mark Andrews, uh, tight end 10. You'll also probably end up a Jag. Uh, Greg, stream of the week, Hayden Hurst coming as a tight end 11, and then Greg's my start. Of no, Greg's start of the week, yeah, Greg's yeah, start Dallas of the week, coming in as a tight end 12, which I think is okay. I think yeah, I mean tight tight in one, whatever, you know. Yeah. You play Travis Kelsey though, you're not happy. <laughs> but only only one team in the league plays Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean if you I mean twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you took my advice, you started Tyler Conklin, you maybe you won by two points. I don't know. Oh maybe <laughs> or if you took your stream of the week, you would have won by point six points. True, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> um no, but Dallas Goddard was fine. I think you know, four targets. We didn't talk about an interesting wide receiver, uh, wide receiver jag though, and that was Devonte Smith, who had zero points. Oh man, that's zero why because it was just forgetful. Like it was forgetful. Speaking was so talking fun. about Casper. Oh man, <laughs> yo, and I'm like, the Eagles are putting up numbers too. Like they put up 38 points on the day. I thought they're gonna have another like 40 point day easy, and I just, I don't know. He, he was he wasn't that targeted that much. Yeah. Uh, AJ Brown is just a, a dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, staying back on topic, Greg, any of these top 12 tight ends performances stick out to you? Uh, definitely like Pat Firemurf always in there. Uh, definitely liked him coming into the year. And also Jared Everett liked him also coming into the year as well. Um, I think, you know, anything attached to the herb I want. So, yeah, Firemuth was. Uh... A surprising one for me. The 10 target number, that's the number that's surprising, right? I don't, yeah. Um, but you know, I if that volume is going to be there every week, then that's fantastic for sure. Because my problem with Firemuth was not 
ability. It was how many targets is he going to get and how many red zone touchdowns are going to be available to him. So if Fryermuth gets those targets, I'm, I'm all in. Um, you know, uh, Dalton Schultz, I think he's going to be – I think he'll be safe regardless of what happens at quarterback. I agree. You know, maybe you can try to, like, pry the – the Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz from like the the Dalton Schultz manager, you know, maybe like, hey, I have, I don't know, would you give up like Hayden Hurst for Dalton Schultz? In a in a trade? Yeah. Um. Is someone or like, uh, let's say Dalton Schultz gets dropped, and you have Hayden Hurst, are you gonna pick him up for? You gonna yeah, drop? Hayden I think I would do that. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would, I would do that. Um, yeah, I think I would do that too. Um, all right. Moving on to the tight end Jags. Uh, Kyle Pitts probably starts the list, uh, but I don't know. This I didn't think the matchup was great for him. Um, I didn't. I wasn't in love with it, so I didn't. Wasn't really surprised by the bad performance per se. It's got to be matchup proof. <laughs> yes, we would like them to be matchup proof for sure, for sure. But we'll. I don't know. We'll see. If people are panicking, no. Kyle Pitts, I'm buying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here to buy for sure. If it's low. Any anything that's that's good for sure. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm willing to buy. Uh TJ Hawkinson, yeah. tight end 14, wasn't fantastic, but also no. not a guy that I like in the matchup. I didn't think the matchup was that was as good as it looked on paper um as well. So and then Darren Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, like we talked about. Um yeah. and then Let's jump into the, the, the news and the injuries. Uh, obviously, we talked about the Dak Prescott one out six to eight weeks with a injured right thumb. Uh, then there's San Francisco running back Elijah Mitchell, uh, who's out two months with a an MCL injury. Tampa Bay wide receiver Chris Godwin, he's expected to miss some time with a hamstring injury, uh, which actually, if you were watching that game live I thought it was. I thought he re-injured his ACL, which you know was definitely would have been the worst case. I think this was, um, you know, they they you know the the Bucks consider themselves lucky in this situation. And Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen, as we as we talked about before, he's questionable going into Thursday night football with a a hamstring injury there. So um, that being said, Greg, how does uh, why don't we jump into the waivers there and and you know give us a rundown of some of the guys that we're targeting at the uh, at the quarterback spot? Yeah, we're starting with the quarterback. Uh, talking about the quarterback that's currently the, the QB three, Carson Wentz. He is twelve percent rostered in Yahoo fantasy leagues. I mean, he had a great start to the season, twenty seven forty one, as you mentioned, three thirteen and four touchdowns. Uh, I mean, spread the ball very well. Got it to seven different pass catchers. Uh, it's got I think an excellent matchup versus Detroit in week two. Uh, put up, you know, let let up 38 points to the Eagles um, just yesterday. Uh, Jameis Winston, a guy we're just going to keep having on his list until he hits that uh, over 50% mark. He's at 46%. QB sleeper of the year, a guy we're both high on as a stream this week. Continues to kill the Falcons. QB7, had the QB, uh, QB comeback. 
TD percentage at 5.8%. I mean, continuing to have a high percentage as a, as a New Orleans Saint. So got to keep that going. Matt Ryan, uh, I think for deeper leagues and super flex, he could be an option um, for next week. I mean, he uh, at 43% rostered. He should have two touchdowns. He threw over 350. Uh, Alec Pierce dropped a touchdown in the end zone. Uh, that was pretty pretty easy catch for him. So um, I think, you know, he was one touchdown away from having a decent day. I think the chemistry would go with his, grow with his new teammates, and you definitely love uh, having three, 350 passing yards. Yeah, for sure. Love love those love those options there. Um, who does Miami play next week? Miami. Who does Miami play next week? Is it Minnesota? Or does Minnesota play Philly? I think Minnesota plays Philly. Uh, Miami plays Baltimore next week. Oh, okay. Because I'm curious what you th- what are your thoughts on Tua? Well, now that they're playing Baltimore, I mean it's probably on the road too. Um, I think I'd rather start Carson Wentz over Tua next week, or yeah, I think against Detroit. The way their secondary is, I think I, I'll, I'll take that matchup. Uh, Jameis probably be up in the air right now, but I still probably take two over Matt Ryan. That's fair. That's fair for yeah. sure. Um, what about running back, Greg? Who who do you got there? Uh, definitely number one with the, the news you just mentioned about Eli Mitchell, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., 16% rostered. Uh, I think he's my number one waiver wire position uh, option this week. Um, that now that Eli Mitchell's out, Wilson's going to be in line for the most targets in this offense. Uh, I think he got it after uh, Mitchell's injury uh, and a good running offense that, you know, will, you know, be pretty solid. I think he, Jeff Wilson's into that low end RB2 territory right away. We'll have room for upside because of touchdowns. Uh, Jamal Wilson, Jamal Williams, sorry, 47% rostered. Uh, not only is a great safety net for DeAndre Swift, uh, if anything happened, he just still received that goal line work that you talked about. Uh, got a lamb carries on the day, so he's still involved. Um, he was a guy they know he having a league that he's been an eye for a couple of people just preseason, so uh, definitely uh, a reason why he's 47% rostered. Um, but he, a good good option for some depth. Uh, Rex Burkhead 13% rostered, uh, finished you know, currently the RB22 after week one, had 14 carries, the most on the team, played 71% of the snaps, uh, had five receptions on eight targets for 30 yards. Uh, I think. When we were saying, you know, pump the brakes on Damian Pierce a little bit, uh, I think Burkhead is definitely the, an RB3 option right now. Uh, and the, the one you want to roster uh, out of the two in the backfield. Khalil Herbert, I think, you know, RB24, he finished this week uh, in PPR leagues. Um, you know, even though Montgomery got most of the work, uh, 17 carries to Herbert's nine. Uh, Herbert did, was the better running back uh, running wilds yesterday, uh, almost, you know, averaging five yards per rush. Um, I think he's going to continue to grow. Uh, and we'll be, I think he's an instant, instant RB1 if Montgomery was to get injured or anything was to happen. And you never know how it could be. It could be a Tony Pollard Zeke situation where Herbert just, you know, continues to grow in that offense and, and gets more touches and carries. Uh, Kenyon Drake, he's 12% roster in Yahoo leagues. Kenyon Drake had the most work uh, in J.K. Dobbins' absence, had 12 touches. Uh, Dobbins, you know, as Lamar alluded to, as we alluded to early in the week, could be a few more weeks away. So that adds to some 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 depth, especially if you're the J.K. Dobbins um, manager. And the last two, Kenneth Gainwell and Isaiah Pacheco, I think those are guys that are some 
deep league safety net options that if you're uh, I guess rostering Miles Sanders I, uh, or Clyde or Lair or just you know want some some depth just in case something Even if happens. You're not. Uh, if, yeah, if you're not, yeah, those are guys that I think have clear RB two upside if uh, you know they get opportunity as far as injuries or just you know if anything uh, yeah happens. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean again, like if you we talk we used to talk about this all the time, but. Make your bench just take your bench and like fill it with with backup running backs and yeah. like yeah. you know sometimes like it's the most injury prone position in football or one of the most injury prone positions in football and so you know those guys tend to go down we see it all the time right like you know how long did it take you know for for um you know uh, Mitchell, yeah. Mitchell to go down right yeah. so like yeah. you know we almost we had a scare with with Najee Harris right like we thought that he was going to go down right so. Um, by the way, Jalen Warren is the backup. Yes, yes, that was the name I was gonna add to that. Uh, after, yeah, yeah, no, so like, yeah, no, he's he's a he's just just so people know, right? Because people yeah. might think it's Andy Snell or you know Anthony McFarlane, but it's it's Jalen Warren who is the RB two in 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 Pittsburgh. So just keep that in mind when you're when you're looking for these backup running backs. But uh, I'm I'm not really that into Jeff Wilson. You know, I get it. I get why I want why we want to be into it, but for me, it's just like we talked about even before this this matchup with Trey Lance. You know what that rush, what the rushing upside does with him, or you know the like the rushing splits, right? What those, what that, what he does to the to the team splits. We talked about, um, you know. Then there's also the Debo Samuel factor, right? Like, yeah. They, like he's gonna be, he's gonna start getting involved, and then I'm actually because of what it's gonna cost to get Jeff Wilson on my team, right? Like I almost would rather wait and get like the. I mean, if you're playing, if you're using Fab, like I'd almost rather like try to get like Jordan Mason or or Ty 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 Tyrion Davis Pierce, right? Like one of those guys because they're not gonna cost as much and. Kyle Shanahan does what Kyle Shanahan wants, right? Like we could all sit this here. You know, how many times have we said, like, oh, this guy's the guy to go get? And then we and then Jermichael Hasty comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm it's it's uh definitely interesting. Uh this person is asking, Nithin is asking, would you rather tr- would you trade CD? I'm assuming that's CD Lamb and DJ yeah. Shark for Keenan Allen. And I would do that in a heartbeat. I mean, assuming Keenan Allen is healthy and there's no issues there, I would I would do that in a in a heartbeat. But I, what do you want to say, you Greg? Yeah, I think I, I agree. I mean, Keenan Allen's upside when healthy is gonna be higher than CD now that Dak is out for sure. Uh, and uh, you know, DJ Shark had a, a nice week, but um, you know, he's still not the the alpha dog in the offense. I think I'm gonna say Bra has that so. Uh, think to to upgrade that your your wide receiver one is worth it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, wide wide receiver is going to come down to situations a lot of times, right? Like, you know, CD Lamb is a great player, um, and I'm sure if he were on the Chargers, I'd love to have him on my fantasy team. But he's not, and he'll be catching passes from Cooper Rush. And so, if I can, if I can, I I would rather take, you know, think of this as like investing your money in a company, right? Would you, would you rather invest in 
you know, a company where Cooper Rush is the CEO or where Justin Herbert is the CEO. And I want to invest in the company where Justin Herbert is the CEO. So uh, give me, give me Keenan Allen. Right. That's, that's how I want to. Uh, and plus with this, the, the, the game within the game, right. Cause that's what fantasy is a lot of times you get a roster spot. <laughs> like, you do. <laughs> you get a roster spot to add one of these guys that we're talking about. So yeah, I would totally do this. I would totally do this trick. Um, again, assuming Keenan Allen is healthy, because that's the most important thing. If Keenan Allen doesn't play this week, you 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 know you're not going to get fantasy points. So um, yeah, definitely something to consider there. Thanks for the question. Um, yeah, so uh yeah, I mean I agree with everything else though for sure. Um what about wide receivers, Greg? What do you got there? Uh so we're starting with the commanders, wide receivers, Curtis Samuel, he's four percent rostered, uh Jahan Doxson, he's twenty-three percent rostered in Yahoo Leagues. I mean, Carson Wentz talked about him, his forty-one pass attempts, he's gonna add more passing volume to this team. And I think that adds value to the pass catchers outside of Terry McLaurin. Uh so Samuel, he led the team in targets with eleven and receptions with eight. Um, he was the week one wide receiver 12 fellow rookie teammate, uh, John Dotson had two big time touchdowns and his three receptions, uh, this, you know, just because of that, off that Carson Wentz is going to trust him more that should create more opportunities for him. Uh, I think both are around that, you know, wide receiver three value. I think Dotson has uh, a lot more upside to give. Um, but I think, you know, consistently, I think Samuel could give you a good floor. Yeah, definitely feel definitely like both those guys for sure. Um, uh, yes, what else Devin, you got at the wide receiver spot, Greg? Devin Duvernay, uh, he's 31% rostered, uh, finished the day with two touchdowns, had four receptions, uh, on four targets for 54 yards. I mean, you know, I think his uh ceiling is also has some upside for more. I mean, Hollywood Brown had 146 targets last year. I mean, that's that's opened up room for him and Bateman. I think Devin Duvernay should could have some uh, some flex weeks, um, and later in, in season, DJ Shark. Uh, 40% rostered, had the second most targets on the team at eight uh, on a defense who's, you know, definitely not very good. Detroit's still uh, struggling a lot, so there'll be a lot of opportunity where they're playing from behind. Uh, Jared Goff's going to have to sling the ball. Um, with the healthy season, I mean, I think his body and talent could provide some wide receiver three weeks and wide receiver three value. And lastly, the Chargers uh, wide receivers, DeAndre Carter and Joshua Palmer. This is for deep league. I mean, you know, uh, we'll probably get more information on Keenan Allen status tomorrow uh, since it's a Thursday night game. Um, but these are some op- options that could help you in a Thursday night game against the Kansas City Chiefs where the over-under is going to be over 50, at least 52. Uh, so those those guys could probably help you uh, as a dart throw. Yeah, we're always looking for those wide receivers that are in high-scoring matchups. And there's always going to be weeks on here where we talk about wide receivers that you know, we might not have drafted in highly in our fantasy leagues, or we may not have, you know, heard a ton of about, but they happen to have a good matchup. They tend to happen to be in a high scoring game and they might be attached to a, to a, to a superstar quarterback. Right. So, you know, a lot of times that's, what's going to help our, our decision-making process. Uh, and that game has a 54 and a half total. So, yeah, I think that, I would be inclined to to play one of those guys <laughs> that's catching footballs from an alien and Justin Herbert. <laughs> I want to play those guys. Facts, yo. Um, 
yeah, I mean, Robbie Anderson, Devin DuVernay, uh, I mean, those are all, you know, those are those are great options as well. I mean, you know, I think those are going to probably be, you know, a little more volatile uh, week to week, you know, especially DuVernay, um, who plays on a, a good team. But like you said, those targets are going to be available uh, for sure. So um, what about the tight end spot, Greg? I know that's always going to be a tough one. One more wide receiver I want to mention, Julio Jones. Now that Chris Godwin is little, yeah, Julio Jones. Just stop on Julio Jones. He he might be back, like, just in general, like, as far as physically, uh, what he's able to do. Got some runs out of there, uh, some jet sweeps. So Julio Jones is definitely a name um, I want to mention before we move to the tight ends. Yeah, no, he's definitely – I mean, he's 62% rostered. Uh, oh, so he's, he's was. up there for wow, sure. Come on. Um, but if he is available in your league, he would be – probably my number one target like yeah, yeah, regardless yeah. of position yeah because he looked like himself he looked healthy uh they said he was do he had the fastest gps time on the bucks but then i caught myself thinking like what's the average age of the bucks because i feel like they got a lot of older people on that roster <laughs> um but anyway surprisingly uh, it was faster than chris goblin's one yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Chris Godwin's coming off a torn ACL, so true, true. Yeah. Probably just started running like three months ago. <laughs> uh, but they said Julio is on the TB12 diet, so yes, you know that's uh, definitely good for them as well, um, or good good for Julio, I guess. You know, I, I would never know, never been on a TB12. I think you can't eat strawberries or something like that, and that was that was a no go for me. So, um, Greg, what other what about the tight ends? Anybody we are interested in? Got three names for you. Jared Everett, 27% rostered. I know we uh, mentioned him uh, that uh, I think keeping an eye on him um, as a guy who, I mean, attached to Herbert. He's actually ailing, so he can support multiple pass catchers. Uh, if Keenan Allen's hurt, that even helps him even more. He had uh, three receptions, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but, hey, I said if you have Irv Smith Jr. or, like, Mike Isecki, I'm, I'm moving on right away to, to Jared Everett. Uh, Hayden Hurst as well. He's 10% rostered. Finished tied on 11 on the week, had eight targets, played in 75% of the offensive snaps. Um, this definitely will be the last week Tur uh, Hayden Hurst finishes in the top 15 uh, at the tight end position. And OJ Howard for those deep leagues, I mean, tied in two. But uh, if you're really you know, desperate, I mean, predicting touchdown is very volatile. So this is definitely a, a deep league 14, 16 team option. Um, yeah, OJ Howard, he's 1% roster, so he's basically free. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough. I would have to see the route, the number, the routes he ran. Like, I'm gonna have very specific details here, uh, criteria for OJ Howard if I have to roster him, because uh, two catches, 38 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's tight end stat line that we will probably see sure. a lot this year. We will. Um, anything else, Greg? That we want to add? That we want to? You know, I know we had a long show, but we had some technical difficulties at the beginning. So, you so know, we had to power through that. Um, and it's week one. So there's like a lot of football. There's a lot of reactions that we got to get to. So uh, definitely this show will get shorter as the weeks get longer. Um, but, Greg, anything else you want to add to what was a, a great weekend? What, do you need anything tonight? Are you all good, like in all your fantasy leagues? I know. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I mean, got, got a lot of wins this week. I think five and one uh, looking like. Um, yeah, two of them with we're sharing, so that's that's good for sure. Uh, 
yeah, Jay Jeff made me sit back and relax for tonight. I mean, we have Russell Wilson in one of the leagues, so it can help for, you know, scoring and for tiebreakers and stuff like that. So we definitely want Russell Wilson to show up. Got a question here from Shiv. How do I delete my team? Um, Shiv suffered a, a, a tough loss there. Did have so, Dak, didn't he, right? Yeah, I think he had Dak. I think yep. Shiv had Dak. Oh, yeah, I checked because I was like, of course yeah. Shiv has Dak because stuff like yeah, this yeah. Really happens to Shiv. So, Brutal. Um, Brutal. Yeah. I mean, now that it is a one-quarterback league, you can go find one. Yes, one of the things leave extraordinary people. Uh, they voted against a super flex league, so this was one of the first things I thought about when Dak got injured. Was now everyone's not going to cry about how there's no quarterbacks in Wave Carson Wentz is available, Shiv. So there, oh, he lost Dak and Godwin. Mm, sorry, brother. <laughs> mm, can't help you there. Hey, come hit me up for DeAndre Hopkins if you want. He'll be back in a couple weeks. So, <laughs> couple, <laughs> like five. But oh, he's Saquon. <laughs> there we go. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, Shiv, next time come in here sooner, and and uh, you know we'll chat it up with you. Uh, but until next time, y'all have a good one. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson. Did you see his suit? Oh my God! Go look up that suit. That's have right. a good one, everybody. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.